0: Welcome back to episode 12 of the Byron's World podcast. On this podcast I was joined by my friend AJ to talk about cannabis after it was cannabis which helped him control a serious illness. AJ runs a cannabis social club over in Tenerife and he enlightens me about all things cannabis in a very interesting episode of this podcast which quite frankly did blow my head away. This wasn't me just getting some random stoner on the podcast either. AJ is really, really educated in the world of cannabis. And I re- listening, listening to what he was telling me, it really did grip me. And I think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. Enjoy. Okay, welcome back to the Byron's World podcast. We are now on episode 12 of the pod. So we've had one last week and one this week, which is slight improvements because I have been a bit slack recently with the, uh, the guest side of the podcast. But today, I'm joined by an old friend who I met back in 2012. AJ, how are we, sir? Hi, Byron. How are you doing? Not so bad, mate. Not so bad. So, I bumped into you in, it would have been February now, wouldn't it? February of this year, yeah. when I was yeah. out in, uh, oh wait, no, shit, it was October last year, sorry. October 2019, that's the last time I was in Tenerife. Um, and you, I've got a cannabis club over in Tenerife. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Green fingers, I'm correct. Green fingers, yeah. And when I bumped into you was I'm in a bit of a catch up, um, and I was really yeah. I mean, it was in in the middle of a night out. Oh, you was just walking down the street with a bag of McDonald's, <laughs> and then I was like fucking AJ. <laughs> and we got chatting. Um, and you was you was telling me about you was telling me quite in depth about. How you feel about cannabis, and then I thought I'd approach you for a podcast, and here we are. So, how did you think of the idea of opening opening a cannabis club in Tenerife, and what was the what was the motive behind that, like the backstory to it, and why you feel strongly about cannabis, I guess.
1: I mean. Where to start will be <laughs> will be the problem now. Um, personally, cannabis is a huge part of my life, as as you're aware. Um, I have a, a heart condition called Brugada, which is a, an electrical malfunction in my heart. Uh, I developed it in late 2016, so I was 23 at the time. Uh, so late late in life, I got to live a lot before before it happened, but. Um, Disregarding uh, the the prescription I was given, cannabis was was uh, recommended for me, and and has been a, a godsend for me. Like it, it's uh, alleviated any of the debilitating factors of any of my illnesses, so I, I can have a normal day-to-day life. I can get up and, and do what I want to do, despite the the diagnosis. Um, the how I ended up in Spain, I suppose, was to avoid persecution for uh, something as simple as enjoying the the medicine which works for me you know something as simple as enjoying something that grows in the ground if it was tomatoes I'm sure I'd be allowed to do it here in Ireland Um, but realistically I've had I've had a couple of plants here at home and stuff like that and I've been raided and they've taken it and they've you know um, there's clearly no sale and supply and things like this so it's uh, it's all been well documented this is for my personal uh, uh, you know uh, medicine and uh, still I face persecution for it Uh, If I was to have enough medicine, like if I was to have enough cannabis in front of me to make extracts to last two or three months, like non-psychoactive extracts, so uh, cannabis in the form that you still get a full spectrum absorption and and benefit, but without any of the psychoactive, you know, uh, uh, stigmatized downfall to say, you know, it's it's medicine the way medicine should be without the, the fun, you know, it's not an opioid or anything like that. Uh, if I was to have that amount in front of me today, I would be put in jail for 10 years minimum as per Irish law. You know, that's 650 grams. Uh, if you had 650 grams of any other herb in your house, like you, you'd just be cooking something really fucking tasty. You know, it's it's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. Uh, we have, you know, overcome prohibitions before uh, regarding alcohol and, and the United States. And, and we've seen the impact that it's had. And if something as ludicrous as alcohol it can be permitted, like, I mean, you've seen social clubs uh, like the one that we have in Tenerife and the culture there and the atmosphere. Uh, as long as there's no harder substances introduced to these clubs, they are so much more beneficial to society than any pub or nightclub could ever be. Uh, you know, so we... we I, I travelled Europe for a while, uh, for, for six or seven years. And when I came home in 2017, shortly after my... Uh, my, my I developed the illness. Uh I started to have my plants and everything. I opened a business, like a, a legitimate business doing draft cocktails and stuff like that. Um, which was all going well and then I started to get like face prosecutions, you know, I'd have a little bit of weed in in, in my car because I'd be having to go and drive and buy it. I'd have to I'd have to feed into the, the criminal underworld to, yeah. to access uh you know it, whether it's my choice of recreation or recreational activity or my medicine. It shouldn't really matter. You know what I mean? It is a uh, it, it's it's a it's a misnomer. like you know it really shouldn't matter this this small thing uh, so we i have a i have a fiance and we have a son and when my son was six months old we were discussing uh what could we do to make me happy because we 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 decided that we're happy to be a family and we're happy to be together to raise our child and that's what we want to do with regards uh, you know to, to the majority of our time but uh Beyond that, there's not too much that I can do in, in such a restrictive country uh, to, to make myself happy or, or to make myself feel comfortable or, or to even take my medicine without the fear of prosecution. The paranoia and stress that you go through, it's, uh, you know, it's unequivocal because why should you have to go through that? You know, why should you have to suffer something like that? Uh, why was it criminalized in the first place? It, you get so many different answers. There's people who say, you know, big Pharma don't want it and all this stuff, and and it's about who can who can benefit financially from it. Um, it doesn't it doesn't really matter too much why. It just matters that it is, you know. Uh, and I can't really accept that. I can't accept somebody having that say over my life. I'd say I'd li- be a little bit anti-establishment in that sense. Uh, always. You know, since I met you, I've I've been. You know, since I was born, I've been like that. Yeah. Um, but, but realistically, i couldn't function I can't function and have a life that that allows me to get up and look after my kids unless I can have cannabis in it uh, and if I can't do that at home and, and every every time I medicate, I would risk a uh, prison sentence i mean what other what other diseases like that you know what, what other medicine is like that where you know you can go to the shop and get fucking opioids it's, uh, it's disgusting what know? was what was
0: the uh, the alternative? That the doctors suggested to
1: you oh beta blockers which are which are like they're 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 basically regulate the same the as, as yeah but right. they don't even regulate the heart they, they they block beta signals um which you know really they're they're like mood regulators they're like antidepressants in the sense of, of what they how they how they perform uh, right. so they have they have an effect on the the mind they're a mood and mind altering substance you know the same as any other drug um, yeah chemically derived you know it's it's uh and and tramadol for the pain because i'm so thin when they put the pacemaker in my chest they had to uh, put it in subcutaneous so it's it's like bisecting my pectoral so uh, but pectoral doesn't have time to heal around it properly so it's constantly uh like it's it's not at this stage you don't feel it you know, it's been there long enough. At the start, it was a little bit uncomfortable, but again, even just for pain to to be prescribed uh, an an opioid uh, twice a day for uh, the foreseeable future is a, is a ridiculous thing. You know, the it robs your soul. You know, these these chemicals they really do. Uh, yeah, turmeric, garlic, you know, all of these other really beneficial things that are naturally occurring, they're supported and they're they're. You know, there there's no uh, stigma behind <laughs> taking some garlic or having a nice herbal tea for a remedy. So I, I really can't understand uh, beyond financial gain, like why there would ever be a problem with cannabis like that.
0: Yeah. So uh, so in in Ireland they are. I'm guessing the, in regards to the law, it's a Class B drug over in Ireland, as is as it is as it is in the UK. Should I say?
1: Yeah, and yeah really the, the the problem in Ireland is whereas everywhere else is becoming more logical even the UK they've given it to, to the individual guard on on duty whoever whoever's come across the, the possession to it's at their discretion whether they'd like this street caution whether they'd like to take it further or whether they'd like to offer advice in, in the sense of a helpline uh, yeah. to these people who they they find like that that's a logical step in the right direction you know and um, Portugal decriminalizing uh, is is the Biggest step you can take in the right direction. I mean, their figures and stats speak for themselves. Like even AIDS and things like that were hugely affected. Yeah. Uh, suicide, all of that. Their, their stats and figures have gone like, amazingly since decriminalization. And models like that work. Whereas in Ireland, uh, weed is a cash crop not for criminals or the connoisseurs or the, the users or the medicinal users, but for police, for the courts, for the statistics. Um, because so many people today use cannabis a lot more than before, because you know a lot of the stigmas a lot of the, the bullshit 's been torn down like the the walls that, that these these companies with the interest in in keeping it illegal have put up uh, people are seeing through them you know we all talk together and, and we can find out our own truths because so much information is available, so the stigma's really being taken away um especially since they 've admitted the, the medical use and uh, permitted access to it uh, so it's uh, I think I've lost where I was. what was the question <laughs> so, uh, yeah huh? <laughs> I, was, I was talking about the 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 police the police in Ireland yeah, so they they so because a lot of people use it they they uh, it's a very easy way for them to to wrap up like arrests convictions you know uh, charges J- jail, and, and sentences. jail yeah, sentences filling up the jails and that's it, and you know if you've got a new guard on duty and he wants to get like a, a good report at the end of the month, he's going to make a certain amount of arrests. And what easier thing to do than, per, you know, pursue cannabis? What easier thing to do than pursue these, these honest living people who are just trying to enjoy themselves? The majority, the majority, you know, yeah. who, who just want to have a smoke. Um, where, you know, there's, there's cocaine, there's heroin, there's all these drugs everywhere. But the, the proportion of arrests is so disproportionate to the amount that's in the country. The proportion of arrests, uh, cannabis arrests, compared to the amount of cannabis in the country uh it, the ratio of that compared to like heroin or cocaine they're not they're not season it half as much but there's no. still like there's so much here uh but weed is so easy to focus on it's it so seems,
0: easy it seems like low hanging fruit for the authorities uh, because A scapegoat yeah yeah of course it is but ultimately i mean i i don't smoke weed because i don't really enjoy the taste of it that's that is it yeah. but ultimately what i do understand and i've always always had the um the same train of thought about it it ultimately it is a plant that grows in the dirt naturally um so i can't get my head around why that's illegal yet something man made like alcohol is legal and there's a lot more crime which derives from alcohol than cannabis. So I I struggle to get my head around why cannabis is illegal. I mean I, I read well I heard heard something on a podcast. I think it might have been a Joe Rogan podcast um a couple of years ago, and he was talking about the arrests, the, the statistics for the number of arrests for cannabis in the, in America, and the amount of the amount of time some folks in America are getting just for being caught with, like, a 10-bag of weed. They're getting, like, four, five, six-year jail sentences purely just to fill up the prisons over there. Yeah, Um, because prisons there are privatised. It's a business under the Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. But now you see, like, places like California, it's now legal to to smoke there. Um, Obviously, you've got Amsterdam in Europe where you can go into the cafes and have a smoke. Um, And the clubs over in Tenerife, so yeah getting back on to, getting back onto that which what well, so you know with your illness uh cannabis was the one of the the main components if not the main component to getting you better
1: yeah
0: yeah so after that how the fuck did you come up with the idea i know what i'm going to do all did right you, so i'm going to go to Tenerife and open a cannabis club how how did that come about
1: so truthfully, there have been very few constants in my life. Cannabis has always been one of them, recreationally. Um, there have been very few things which I have managed to monetize successfully in my life. Cannabis being one of them. I know that's probably not the best thing to say, but it is. It is the way it is. You know, it is. That's uh, even as a business, having a passion for something. I'm sure you're aware. I went off into the bar stuff for a long time. I'm very good at that. Um, you know, it's, it's 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 a passion expression. Uh, cannabis. So it's it's a job. You know, it's it's a job I want to have in the future. So I, for a very long time, have known that cannabis is where I want to, want to end up legally. From, from a legal standpoint, I want to end up in, in the cannabis business because I have a huge passion for it. And then Anything in between has been denying that passion and, and transferring it to something else. You know, this has been the longest thing in my life, really. Uh, people, everything doesn't come close to the amount of time cannabis has been in my life, which is a sad thing to say, but it is what it is. Um, so we were in Ireland, we'd, we'd had our son, he was about six months old, and it was time to uh, you know, figure out what, what was going to make me happy long term, and as you said, there's very few places where it is, like except okay, there's California, and there's Canada, and there's all these places that are quite far away and very difficult to move to and to emigrate to, and, and to be honest, America frightens the shit out of me, so it's not somewhere I'd, like, <laughs> I'd enjoy living. F***ing uh, <laughs> yeah. um, family country. Yeah. Yeah. Even the police there, it's just terrifying. Uh, so the, the options were, do we move to Amsterdam? God, no, I don't want to go to Amsterdam with children like, or, or Rotterdam even. I know it's a lot quieter, but it's not, uh, Holland's just not somewhere. I don't speak Dutch. Um, I don't speak Spanish either, but I'll learn. So we, we, we decided we would, uh, we saved up a little bit of money. So we said, we're going to have a look at property in Spain and we'll move to Spain. And I'll spend a year, a year and a half setting up a club so that I can, like we uprooted our lives so that I could have a, com- a more comfortable life. And not in the sense that I'm looking for anything out of the ordinary or millions or something like this. It was literally just to, to live an everyday life without prosecution for it. Like we had to uproot our family just to achieve that. So we did that. That's what we did. We, we uh, Actually, it's funny. The day before we were supposed to go to, to Spain to look at property, we were sitting down, my partner and I, to have a drink, and she started to get sick from this, the first beer. And she went up and took a pregnancy test, found out we were pregnant with our second child. So that threw a real spanner in the works, because it's like, okay, because Phil was six months old, it was, it was fine to, to travel, because we had two or three years, we have one child, it's easy. you know. In two or three years, we need to settle so that he can start a school and, and have stability in his life. But we've got that time where you can experience stuff, maybe start learning a new language along with English, but we can't teach him, like Spanish, for example. Um, but, but, but having two children and having the birth of a child in a country that we hadn't really been to or lived in was, was a terrifying prospect. So we said, okay, that, that moving to Spain and setting up a club is out of the question. So we said we go on holiday to Tenerife. Uh, so we went on holiday the next day to Tenerife uh, instead of going into Spain. And we stayed in this hotel and had a friend who was in Tenerife at the time and, and again, we went to Tenerife because it's somewhere you can smoke cannabis. I won't go somewhere you can't. You know, it doesn't make sense for me to have a really unenjoyable time and not be able to, to perform yeah. well for my family. Uh, so we, we only go places where I can access it. Uh, like even in Copenhagen, where I lived for years. Uh, you can Christiania. Access it very Christiania, yeah. 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 Um, so we, when we got to Tenerife, one of my friends was there and he was in a club and he was speaking to an Irishman. And this Irishman had set up two clubs. Uh, he'd taken the long route and... and the, the legal route and, and uh, set up these clubs very efficiently and, and well documented like so the he he was uh, interested in, in relieving himself of this club uh, so you know I said to Sinead right this fella here has a club that was the end game for me um, I have gone into bars and transformed a bar in less than six months into a successful business so maybe I can step into this club six months before you know, we have six months now before it's time to really settle in and get ready for the birth of the next child, you know. Uh, so if we've got six months, maybe I'll, I'll go out, I'll set up this business and uh, we'll come home and I'll have access to my medication without silly costs, without, you know, having to buy it locally or support any, you know, criminal activity, uh, You know, buying it off the dealer down the road. You don't know where the money's going. Uh, buying it from the, the or, or you know, donating to the club that provide it for you the grow it themselves, uh, you know first of all you know it's clean cannabis and second of all you know where where the money's gone uh, essentially so i uh yeah i took the risk i said okay i'll go uh i'll spend the six months and i'll try and get this this club into into a place where it's self-sufficient and i have the capability of, of enjoying the benefits of it so uh that's what we did and we came home because of lockdown, which was convenient because it was at the same time we planned to come home and, and nest for the birth of the next child. Anyway, so uh, now we're going to go back over, uh, start first week of July, something like that, and you know live there permanently. Well, for the foreseeable future, in a year or two we'll reevaluate and see if we come back to Ireland for the kids' sake. Um, last time we were there, the family, everyone came to visit. So you know, Europe and traveling and everything like that, because it's today, it's it's so cheap efficient affordable it's you know not time consuming yeah anyone can can travel really uh so it's a brilliant spot over there though
0: in Tenerife because it's just 24/7 sunshine isn't
1: it yeah and it's um i mean it's nearly equatorial uh so western sahara yeah got, yeah like really great sunshine all year round and and it's it's spanish regulated so it's it's a uh, you know it's a nice place to be because you get the weather of being literally off the Western Sahara. Sometimes you get the kalima, like the sandstorms with it. But uh, most of the time, yeah, it's 12-12 all year round. You know, yeah. So it's perfect for growing cannabis.
0: <laughs> so in terms of the club, how does it work? Yeah. Because there might, there might be a, a few cannabis smokers watching this who also holiday in Tenerife, who've never heard of, you know, they've never heard of cannabis clubs over in Tenerife. They probably have, um, but they might not have done. I mean, there's that one. So, I, I don't want to be plugging another one. We're meant to be plugging your shop here. But there's that one right in the middle near... Uh, oh, no, plug them all. There's some really oh, great I, places I, there. Is everyone Everyone? Everyone from all the clubs all friendly over there? There's
1: no competition? Yeah. Uh, oh, there's plenty of competition. and Most of them are quite, quite. Um, should we say, self-involved. They, they wouldn't be too willing to reach out. But uh, that'll change, you know. Yeah, the, fir- changes. the first one I came across,
0: you know, the there's the Burger King on the, the beach walk, if you will, right near yeah. the middle in the central. And there's that with the big yeah.
1: raster flags.
0: Yeah. 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 That, I, that was the yeah. first time I seen one. Somebody came up to me and the missus and they was like, Oh, do you want to, um, I don't suppose you smoke, smoke cannabis. Do you? I said, no, we don't mate. I'm afraid. He said, oh, I was going to say, if, if you do, then, you know, feel free to come up. we was really friendly. Like, do you know what I mean? He was a nice geezer. Um, yeah. And then I was like, Oh shit. And then obviously I got speaking to you that you was working out there and you know, you was working for a club yourself. So green fingers run us through it. How do you mean?
1: Like Like, with regards to what?
0: Like you have to be a member to sign up. Right. So say, Oh
1: God. All right. So there's, there's, there's two sides to this. Like we could, cannabis clubs are different. Like what the way it works in Spain is very different to the way it works in Amsterdam. It's very different to the way it works in California. Um, in Amsterdam, there's coffee shops. like They're a legal, they're legal business, so they are a business, um, and they can buy and sell. Whereas in Spain, what we, what we encounter is a, is a cannabis club model. So basically, these, these club laws and everything surrounding them, it, it exists in this gray area of the law. So you have, there's a lot of conflicting laws, um, so you have to try it very carefully. So on, on paper, the way it works is this. In order to, to open a, a cannabis social club, it has to be a, a legitimate social club. So it has to be for you, your, your tight circle of friends, uh, people who are avid users of cannabis, so you're not to promote it because you don't want to, to influence anybody else to, to join in in this you know, uh, controversial uh, activity. Um, so there's no form of promotion allowed. It's not, it's not a business. It's a club. So it's a non-profit organization if you have a non-profit organization uh you cannot buy and sell weed you cannot buy uh, you can't uh, you can barely pay for employees legitimately because uh you know it's it's all volunteer based it's donation yeah. based so the way it works is the members say the 30 50 members of this club they donate certain funds every every month to uh to the club to provide them with either their lounge space their cannabis um you know the drinks the, the cleaning up whatever you know the costs that are associated with having a, a communal lounge essentially um and you are allowed then to grow in that club or the members of that club can grow collectively for that club uh two plants per member um so that they have access to their medicine There are two two plants per member. like again there's there's conflicting laws there there's you know if you have a uh, 500 members that are legitimate, you know, residents on the island have their, their tax numbers and everything in place. If you have 500 members, that doesn't permit you to have a thousand plant grow because that's ridiculous. You know, you yeah. can't have a thousand plant grow. That that's exactly what we don't want to see. That's possibly feeding the black market, which is a huge issue and the struggle that a legitimate cannabis club faces. Is that um, you know, because of these laws, they are they're, they're worried about the black market. Of course, they are. They're, they're introducing and trying to regulate something uh, uh, tricky, you know, it's not, it's not an easy thing uh, because it's, it's been so, so back alley for so long that there's a huge industry built up there that it's hard to to separate. Uh, It's very hard to separate, especially the people who will open the cannabis club from the people who would profit from a cannabis club. Um, You know, it's, there's a way you get there, you know, Uh, especially for, for an outsider uh, who's not Spanish, you know, or, or, in, in a country like that, there's definitely a way you get there. Um, but so people become a member, everybody donates, uh, they, they donate their time, they, they have a nice time, stuff like that. You pay taxes as a, as a club on your rent and things like this. Um, so you declare, you still, you still declare accounts with, with an accountant, uh, like to, to say that you've rented this space and you pay the rent and all that. So everything's legitimate. But then, you know, in, in reality, it's like you've been there, you know, um, in reality, it's a completely different thing because that's what happens. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's open, like tourists go into these places. Like tourists should not be allowed to go into these places legitimately because they don't have a a Spanish residency or, or a tax number. Whereas if you haven't asked them for that and you've just taken their, their identification, uh, and their, their membership fee, like, of course you have to charge them a membership fee. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, uh, so if you do that, like, the, technically you're okay. Again, who watches these conversations? You know, I'm not saying that it's a it's a wise thing to do. I'm just saying that this is, you know, this is the world we live in, like these cannabis clubs there. Like in Lanzarote, you go into them, they're advertised. I don't know, like the, the mayor there thinks it's okay. To, 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 on Tenerife, it's not okay to advertise them. Oh, so um, they've got them in Lanzarote as well? They have them in Lanzarote, yeah. I mean, they, they've got them all over Barcelona, Madrid. Uh, like, they have huge, like, lounges and clubs and stuff in, in those cities but then like there's a there's more interesting ones uh, like the Cali Cave and places like that that are dotted all over the coast um, who who coincidentally is is an ordinary Irish fella who opened a like, good good few years ago yeah a real role model you know <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean what what would what would the Spanish police prefer though in Tenerife for example would they prefer because everybody knows in Tenerife that the uh I don't really want to call them this, but the, the lucky lucky men. The
1: mm-hmm. lucky
0: lucky men, every time you walk past them in Tenerife, do you wanna buy you wanna buy some weed, Charlie? Every single one of them. But what would the Spanish police rather? Would they rather you go and buy a bag of weed off the lucky lucky man and then go and smoke it in your hotel on your balcony? Or would they would they rather say for a tourist, for example, go into a cannabis social club over there. Um, they don't obviously they don't have a residence a residency or anything, but then smoke smoke some cannabis in a you know, in a safer environment where they've not got as much chance as getting fucking shanked by the lucky lucky man. I'm not saying they're all bad and I'm not I'm not tarring all the lucky lucky men in Tenerife with the oh. same brush because I think I personally i do think that a lot of them um are frowned upon and a, a quite a good majority of them are actually half decent blokes they're not all, the all hard
1: working individuals you know yeah, they all yeah. work hard
0: yeah of course they are but what so what do you think the spanish police would rather happen in that situation for a tourist i think,
1: I think the problem with the approach to this is that you know that's that's applying logic to the situation you know yeah. logically uh, you, you you write it down on paper so that anybody can see it in plain, in plain facts. Like logic, uh, of course, a club is much better than a pub. Uh, cannabis is a much better recreational activity than, than taking cocaine or something more detrimental or something that, that you know really really exacerbates personalities. Yeah, uh, where, you know, and, and of course, cannabis is not for everybody. Nor is alcohol, nor cigarettes, nor any of these other uh, you know mood or mind altering substances that are widely accepted and socially accepted. Uh, so I think police would, of course, love to have an army of stoners standing in front of them than an army of crackheads, you know, drunks. Uh, like, to bring it home, rather than even in Tenerife, you look at the domestic abuse percentages and the, the, the rise since lockdown in Ireland due to alcohol is disgusting. Disgusting. And I'm not, UK, saying, I think. I'm not saying that it'd be any better. Uh, like, I'm not, I'm not... I can't say that all of this is because of alcohol. You know, that'd be far too too wide of a statement but a lot of it is related to it in my opinion right it throws um, fuel to the fire of course it does completely completely and the people you know who can't go to the pub who can't have the lifestyle that they've had you know the, the habitual drinkers or the the people who who are drinking at home and not being able to to express themselves or burn off that energy like they would if they were drinking out it's a you know it's it's a recipe for disaster whereas you know like there, there's there's reports that say smokers like cannabis since the, since the introduction of cannabis uh, like there's been less car crashes in Colorado like that's that's a fact you know uh since more people have started smoking and than, than drinking, there's been a lot less like you know it, it has like a large knock on effect just having a, a community of smokers rather than people who, who take party drugs you know again, like people who who, who smoke like frequently they're not doing it to party they're not doing it for for socializing you know granted it can become very habitual and that's an issue anything habitual is is, is an issue if it's if it's in any way detrimental um, there's not very many ways you could consider we detrimental but i consider not being of your own uh you know on on uh non non intoxicated like frame of mind for for the majority of the day like that's, that's an issue, you know, yeah. if you're, if you're not yourself for the majority of the day, uh, that, that's an issue, no matter what that's escapism, no matter what, you know, whether you're, you're drinking caffeine all day and you're, you're never coming down off that, or if you're exercising all day and you're never coming down off that or playing Xbox and really losing your mind all day. Like that's, I, I see those two, two things to be quite similar, whereas I wouldn't see it like sitting down drinking all day, you know, it's nowhere near as detrimental in, in that aspect. Uh, yeah. to societies, to thinking, to the body, to the health, to the mental health. Um, so, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a no-brainer.
0: Is it still, I remember, at least a few good few years ago now, there's still not been a fatality from No cannabis, has there? You
1: cannot you, die you, from you, cannabis. You can't, you, you just fall asleep. But do you know what you can die from? You can die from stuff that's sprayed into cannabis. You can die from like, yeah. bad, bad ingredients. So, there's, well, I mean, there's plant growth regulators. So you see a lot of these fancy weeds and they're like really big and dense and that. And they, they like most of them are growing really well and under CO2 and everything. So they they're, naturally come to that point or, or forcibly come to that point. Whereas there's, there's a lot of growers who just use growth, growth plant regulators, plant growth regulators that, that their hormones that drive the plant into, they're like steroids. And these things, no matter how well you flush your plant, they remain in that plant, and they are carcinogenic. Once they once once they combust, and you inhale them, you know they're they're not meant to be inhaled. So, like, if, if you don't have a regulated market, if you don't take control of that, then you can keep saying, yeah, okay, there there are a lot of these negative effects to some of the stuff because there are people out there so fucking irresponsible, and they grow bullshit weed, and you know they're they're in it for money, and and. They're, they're giving out, even if, if the cannabis has mold on it. Again, that's a hugely irresponsible thing for a grower to do is to sell cannabis that has mold on it. But show me one grower in an illegal state that's going to say, no, I'm not going to make my money from my crop because it's got mold on it. You know, it's, it's not yeah. going to happen. So that's carcinogenic. You know, that's, that's, that's the same as smoking cigarettes. You may as well yeah. smoke cigarettes for the, you know, it's, it's not good. But if you had a regulated market like in California, they have heavy metals testing. You know, they have all of these things that they're doing to ensure that this stays true to itself. This is an unadulterated uh, product. You know, it's not going to end up hopefully GMO or, or it's not like a, 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 you can't fuck with it. You can't use these chemicals that are harmful. You can't make these bullshit cards that gave everybody this, this pneumonia-like thing last year in August. Uh, that was for the you know, the vapes over in America, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Take control of it. Yeah, if something is as as innocent, innocent. If something is as uh, placid as cannabis, then control that market rather than ignore it. Because when you ignore it, you 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 allow it to go wrong. You know, you allow fools to step in, and people could end up hurt potentially, like with the the vaping scandal. You yeah. know, people had a lot of bullshit cards. People died from that. You know, yeah, you shouldn't yeah. die. He was dying young as well. That's it. But it's like, again, with the alcohol, they realise we just have to, to, you know, lift this prohibition because there's too much crime associated with not having it. There's too much bullshit. There's, you know, people dying from drinking just pure poison. Uh, how, yeah.
0: how far away do you think we are from legalisation? I mean, I know the older generation... Um, when they think of somebody smoking cannabis, they just think potted. Um, they, they're not too educated on the benefits and stuff. And like I said, I don't enjoy smoking it only because I don't like the taste. But I do have a lot of friends like yourself who it does have a lot of, you know, it has a lot of benefits. Um, <clears throat> it does have a lot of benefits to you and a lot of other people. Um, and it does help people on a day-to-day basis. It all stems from... Donald, well, Ronald Reagan's war on drugs way back Nixon. when. Does uh, what was it? Nixon, sorry. Nixon,
1: yeah, back in the early '70s, I think '71 or '72. Yeah. So it, so it stemmed from that. Yeah. It was Nixon as well. I
0: don't know why the, why the fuck I
1: saying Ronald. Edit that bit out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jump to Nixon. Yeah, yeah it, stemmed, it stemmed from Nixon's war on drugs <laughs> uh, back in the '70s, um, which was in America though, and then. All their bullshit passed along, you know, to the well to the east of America. If yeah, you they
1: they had a summit. They had like a G G five or one of these kind of crazy collective collectives. <laughs> uh, well, you have to remember, like uh, the the important thing to remember is that cannabis has been a huge part of history. Cannabis is trace back to it's been in Egyptian mummies, burials, it's been in like, a, you trace back 6,000 years to its usage in, in humans, the animals that we use, we have an endocannabinoid system in us that's, that's designed to, to build, like to, to work with this cannabis and to, you know, uh, whereas we don't have a system for dealing with alcohol or anything like that or, or nicotine or, or one of these things, you know, we have, we have an endocannabinoid system and this, this comes from the animals that we used to eat, eating uh, wild hemp basically. Uh, but up until like the 1800s, hemp was mandated to grow uh, in the UK, in Ireland, in, in most places. Like if you had a uh, certain size of a farm, I think seven acres or 0.7 acres of that farm had to be, I'm not sure about how much it is, had to be dedicated to, to specifically growing hemp for the government. Like this is something that, that has been in uh, cultures. It's like, you know, uh, not peyote, ayahuasca for the Peruvian. You know, it's yeah, like something yeah. that's been yeah, yeah, yeah. culturally culturally active for for thousands of years uh, and it's been monetized by governments for thousands for, for hundreds of years um it's been used medicinally again i think it was nearly a, a, an irish guy i'm not sure if, it, if that stands the truth but i'm sure it was an irish doctor who, who first started using cannabis in bottled medicine um but it, it, it was up until the 1920s this this was a very common ingredient in in everything you get from your apothecary like it's uh so it's not something we're not trying to introduce a, a product to society that's you know uh, produced manufactured chemically, anything like this you know it's it's literally to to lift a bullshit prohibition It shouldn't have been there in the first place. you know this is something that is it, it's it's recent this is a recent development this is not something that's been uh oh, hundreds of years ago societies got to live with this. No, this is something that you know, when you had when you could have wormwood in, in in alcohol, you could have cannabis in medicine. You know, it's it's recent. Uh, so how, why sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I'll let you finish. I cut you off. <laughs> I
0: can't remember anymore. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say like so how long? How far? We'll say the the UK and Ireland, how yep. how far away do you think we are from Maybe not complete. Well, I'm going to say legalization. Maybe not complete legal, legalization, but steps. I mean, CBD products are now becoming a lot more readily available over the, from the past four or five years. Um, yeah. So that's a step in one direction. Um, do you want, I mean, you could probably you could There's, probably quick quickly describe the the, the 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 two main components of cannabis. So you got your THC, which is the hyper. Uh, I'll let you explain THC and CBD. The psychoactive um, part is the THC right and then the the other part well,
1: is the... Again uh, there's different schools of thought on, on all of it. Uh, the facts the facts are there's 300 different cannabinoids that, that play an active role in in you know how cannabis acts on on the human system you know over 300 we've isolated a handful of them and we're only beginning to learn what role they play uh, but it's impossible to, to specifically say with, with full surety, which is why it hasn't become as big as it could have. It's not paracetamol, you know. Hemp and CBD, it's not at that level. It's still uh, seen as a more herbal remedy than, than a guaranteed fix. Um, because there, there is no real guarantee that CBD works. There is a guarantee that most full-spectrum products work so most the uh, like whole plant uh, extracts that don't have a single component isolated because they have the entourage effect of all of these different cannabinoids uh, playing different roles and bouncing off each other and, and creating one overall effect which is beneficial so cbd yeah there like there's it's it's great for uh, anti-inflammatory it's 10 times more anti-inflammatory than aspirin you know um, so there, there's definitely different roles which each 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 cannabinoid plays THC is more psychoactive 11 hydroxy when it's eaten it it your liver produces THC which is like five times more psychoactive than cannabis or THC delta nine like the, the one you'd smoke so it's possible to, to have a lot more of a psychoactive experience from an edible than from from a, a joint so uh, yeah I think in in Ireland and England when when the stigma dies as you said at the start of this, like a lot of old people, they, they, they have a certain view on things.
0: They have an agenda against cannabis, for
1: sure. They have. Well, I mean, they. It wouldn't you if the majority of your life you were led to believe one thing, and then suddenly towards the end of your life, when you know it all, some new modern bullshit says no, that's not correct. Like that would oh, yeah. challenge your aid way too much. You know. It's yeah. Like, I, I completely. I'm. I'm very forgiving with people who who are of that opinion because of how heavily it's been enforced. But. Uh, if you if you had inhalers, cannabis inhalers, uh, rather than joints or vapes, and you have children like a, a young girl, Ava like Tumi, who suffers seizures like very frequent, a uh, hundred a day, and then takes cannabis oil, and she's fine. Uh, if that was an inhaler or some some like already used form of, of taking medicine that's not, sti- like it's not even as, as stigmatized as a syringe, you know, an inhaler is a common thing for a child even to take. It's acceptable. If you had a child taking cannabis in that form, that was their medicine that was necessary, that, that no government can, can disagree with, you know, the only thing they disagree with is is which specific conditions, but they, they permit the same, like three or four across the board. Uh, so imagine then the, the grandmother having to give her child an inhaler. I can guarantee you that grandmother or mother, but they, they don't know what's in that inhaler in the first place. You know, they just know this is an inhaler, it helps with asthma, this is, you know, the, 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 I'm going to give her this, you know. Yeah. Uh, so if that, if that was cannabis-based, if there was no stigma there, everybody would be a lot more accepting of it. CBD is doing great in the sense that this fad is, is breaking down a lot of the stigmas. People are accepting it a lot more. Whether the, you know, a, a lot, I, I personally Feel that a lot of these CBD companies are riding a hype, and they're you know they're uh, offering dosages which in reality wouldn't have too much of an effect. And yeah, again, CBD, happens, yeah. and CBD as an isolate isn't isn't uh, as I said the most beneficial form of cannabis for you, um, and it doesn't mean it has to be psychoactive. So uh, England are a lot further ahead than we are with regards to open thinking, and you have a huge guerrilla grower scene there. So it's like. If everybody grows a plant, they can't really stop us. Um, and in the UK, a lot of people are growing, a lot of people. And there's a huge community. There's, there's a lot of big brands that have been built, uh, seed banks. There's a lot of money. Uh, it's, it's a big thing. So, I mean, Ther- it's not Theresa May's husband who has the largest indoor grow facility in the world. And she's ha- he's had it for a long time. And like, the UK have been the largest medicinal exporters of cannabis for years, even though it's been illegal in the UK for years.
0: Yeah. I'm no, not sure about Theresa May's husband. Uh, you you might husband. be right. Uh, yeah. you, you know, you, you probably are right. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not educated on that. Um, but yeah, that, it, it wouldn't surprise me that we are. You know, it is. Oh no,
1: that's a fact. The, the medicinal exports, that's a fact. Yeah. And production. Yeah. yeah it, wouldn't,
0: it wouldn't surprise me at all. Sometimes um, I do wonder though, like when the, you know, when the authorities are seizing this amount of cannabis, what do they do? I, genuinely, I don't know. What do they do
1: with it? yeah I don't know I wouldn't make a comment on that that's beyond me you couldn't
0: burn definitely. it could you
1: well you definitely could
0: yeah. you definitely <laughs> <burn>. <laughs> <laughs> in a few Rizzlers maybe maybe once every once every week on a Sunday or whatever they'll just get massive yeah. trays of donuts and so they're in the back of the uh, the back of the cop shop <laughs> yeah with,
1: with Ireland uh, the, the they've slowly released their their medicinal program uh, it still only covers three very you know Uh, exclusive illnesses Um, but it is a step in the right direction however I feel Ireland won't ever take the step until either there's such a heavy influence in England and and it's it's really like once you guys have have stepped up and And legalised or decriminalised we'll either follow lead or someone will offer us enough money to turn us into an export hub. You see, like Ireland would be a fantastic place to grow cannabis uh, for an American company and export to Europe uh, because of our tax system. Like it's why Apple are here. Uh, so it's, it's a really economically great place to do that for big companies looking for investment. And, and, you know, we might talk about it now, but I can guarantee you there are hundreds of, of men who, will, who have spoken about this too. Yeah.
0: You mentioned earlier about big pharma, and a question that I've I've always asked myself: Surely, the the cannabis industry, if it was a, if it was legal, big pharma profits so
1: much from it. Everybody would. So so, got California to... dragged themselves out of the mud, with it? Like Colorado it... did the same. Canada are swiftly doing it. Is it
0: is it illegal? purely for the to criminalise people like we mentioned earlier to fill up the prisons because like like we've just mentioned big pharma would make so much money from it. The tax system in the UK and Ireland would make so much money from it. So why I, why why do you think it is still illegal when there's so much money to be made from it?
1: No, I think that it is just because it is the way it is. Uh it, it, it is the way its its the way it has been. I think there's a litany of reasons you could think of that everybody could think of, and some conspiracy some true uh, a lot of it has has bones you know um, there, there is flesh to it to to a lot of the opinions as to as to why it became illegal in the first place but the reason I think that it is now is because of the stigmas that were built in the force at the time like you have you know very vulnerable and and uh, easily influenced population who are, who are you know back then there was no such thing as fake news you know you have to remember this everything was fact you know this is life if somebody tells you that if you smoke a joint you're going to jump off a building thinking you can fly that's fucking terrifying <laughs> as a parent that would terrify me I don't want my kids going to school if there's weed at that school you know that's wow yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah so if that's ingrained in you how can you change that or challenge that and and as as we see uh in in a lot of you know, the Western world, the, the older generation are still of their old mindsets. But, but everything that the, the generation, you know, Z, the millennials, the boomers are doing, it's, it's disregarded. It's, oh, these guys are crazy, you know? Uh, so, so they don't, I don't, I don't feel like the, the older generation really accept our opinions or, you know, th- there's a lot of very far left uh, progression. In, in quite a short time from gay marriages to transgender rights and, and all of these things have cropped up very quickly I find was getting lumped in with that uh, uh, through the eyes of a lot of the older generation you know it's just another one of these left gone too far left in their opinion you know yeah. uh, too much freedom the, the um, it, it, it challenges their id too much and I, I don't blame them for that but at the same time we should probably reduce the voting age yeah you know.
0: Yeah, there's there's an argument for that, um as well. But in regards to using it, I, I think before it is legalised there well obviously it is gonna be used. I think within the next five to ten years you'll see a lot more use in the health services in the UK and Ireland. Um
1: you know I think the, three years before it's legal in the UK or at least decriminalised. You reckon? Yeah, to a personal possession, yeah. yeah, Like your your nine-day supply model. Uh, it works. You're rational thinkers. When you push hard enough, you can get stuff done. Uh, here, like our protests are quite pathetic. Our, our voice is not really heard by our government. Um, you yeah. know. Whereas, whereas, you guys, you're, you're, you're moving with the tide. You know, and it is a huge tide. And governments who have, who have taken this and monetized it have done fantastically. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, there's places like Oregon where it's gone a little bit wrong because they had too lax regulations so everybody became a big grower and then there was a you know a really saturated market with with nowhere to get rid of it because you're not yeah. allowed to sell it across state lines because it's federally illegal um but as long as you regulate the market well enough like these these you know successful states and like Canada and, you know Holland it's a it's a really easily done thing yeah you know? so <clears throat> you mentioned at the start of the pod
0: that you you've you know you had to uproot from Ireland to be enabled to. I mean, you didn't quote it as a dream, but to you know profit, well, not even not even just profit, but work within the cannabis industry. Yeah, what's I remember you you vaguely talking to me about. Uh, oil extraction and stuff like this when I did see you in Tenerife. So your long term plan, what do you, what do you wish to achieve? Because this is, to me, this was really quite interesting. I never, I just, I just thought, oh, you, you know, he's, he's come over here, you know, to, to work in, you know, work, work within a, a cannabis club so he can, you know, have a night, nice, have a bit of a smoke, chill out, the weather's great. But you, it really surprised me what you was telling me, like you, you want long, the long term, the long-term plan that you was telling me, if you could elaborate on that. Yeah.
1: So, so like, as, as I said before, when we were even moving here, like my, my long-term goal was always to end up in the, the legitimate cannabis industry, you know, that, yeah. because that's where I'm comfortable to, to spend the rest of my life and uh, where I hope I can make myself successful in, to, to some measure. So uh, it, like we, we, I, I want to spread the right information. You know, we're we're starting our own podcast now soon to 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 do that. But my aim, uh, short term, is to influence those around me. I already do it at home. Like, I mean, my partner's parents hated cannabis, and now they're they're perfectly, you know, a lot more uh, understanding. Like, yeah, we're trying it on 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 one of the grandparents. You know, so it's a it's a complete switch around. And when you speak logically to people, they're you know, and rationally rather than you know fear mongering or, or disinformation there's very few you know points against it so so most people convert if, if they're not die hard uh, in 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 their thoughts uh, so long term i i really want to be breathing uh, so when i when i used to do the drinks i used to love mixing cocktails making cocktails you know writing menus and stuff like that and uh and it's it's a it's like a form of alchemy you know it's, it's a form of expressing my passion and myself through uh, at the time, it, it was alcohol, it was a flavor, you know. Uh, with, with cannabis, you know, uh, I, I have a huge passion for growing cannabis specifically because it gives so much back, but for growing anything that, that you can put your time into, my two children, you know, uh, <laughs> I love to give love into something that, that, that loves you back, you know. Uh, yeah. So I, I want to be able to grow my, my end goal with no. F- uh, finances into this is I just want to live somewhere where I can have my couple of plans for myself and, and have me family and I get a normal job if I needed you know financial support hopefully I, I'd be allowed to grow just enough to, to provide you know uh, sell it to the back to the government uh, so they can regulate how much you grow you know there's great models but um, I just want to be able to have cannabis in my life like that now from, from a business point of view I'd like to breed so we have some proprietary strains that we've been working on genetics that we've been we've been uh, creating for specific regions rather than for specific uh, terpene profiles or you know flavors or bag appeal or or the the commercial market uh, we're focusing on things a little bit closer to home uh, you know creating genetics that will thrive in in environments that might otherwise have to build huge indoor facilities which which is painstakingly expensive and in countries like this i'm not sure they'd ever work the way they should work uh so it's it's a lot easier to create a genetic that might you know pros- prosper outside uh in a polytunnel in ireland than anybody can do you know whether it, that's the medicinal market or or the recreational market that's uh, that's something that people will need you know tailoring genetics to these regions which are being otherwise ignored um that that's that's what should be happening because if, we, if we're if we to have a go at making it a medicinal product, we need a good medicinal yield from each plant and you can't get that in our... our, our we don't have enough sun. We, we have too much moisture. You know, there's, there's too many things that kill the crop here. So if you can create something which will thrive here, uh, then that, that's great for everybody and then they can make their fun, you know, more flavorful and more fanciful strains and genetics and also, yeah, you, you mentioned the extracts. I love cannabis extracts because... Uh, it's, it's a little bit of a, an organic cycle. Um, it's, it's reusing all of the byproducts. You know, if, if a lot of people who, who smoke cannabis will be, you know, uh, very, very mindful about things like that, like about uh, are they smoking an organic cannabis or are they smoking something with chemicals, as I mentioned before. Um, I, I focus on reusability, because the products that you can like, because it's, it's just, it's adding to the wow factor of this plant. That's why, that's exactly why, like we can make so much from it. And even if you, you're trying to create a big plant with lots of nice big buds on it, all these little small buds, you can take these and you can process these in a very, you know, like there, there's so many different ways you can do it to create a medicinal product. You know, be that a, a decarboxylated, like psychoactive one, or, or a non psychoactive one. There's so many ways to reap the benefits from every part of this plant, and the different genetics of this plant, like hemp, you know, industrial hemp uh, grown for fiber, grown for fiber. It's a you know a completely different plant to the cannabis that you consume, like uh, as as an inhalant. Um, but but again, you can make hempcrete seven times more strong than uh, concrete you know you can make hemp clothing textiles henry ford ran a car on hemp you know it's it's really a a diverse plant and that's what's so beautiful about it that's where my passion comes in rather than uh, my necessity or 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 need or want for that um like there's a huge amount of passion that i have that other people have for this where as i said if we if we were as passionate about tomatoes we'd be able to pursue our dreams and goals if there was no like if there's there's no other object that stands in the way of me doing this in Ireland, except for the law. Uh, yeah. I could create a business that could support my family. Uh, I could create my own medicine and medicine for others, uh, only for the law says I can't. And I'm not saying that any drug dealer could, uh, could do that. I don't, I don't think it's the same conversation. we're having, You know, you mentioned there about
0: <clears throat> organic and non-organic cannabis. I'm yep. guessing pretty much everything what's grown in the UK, for example, is all going to be, and the, in the UK and Ireland, that's going to be non-organics. It's all going to be sprayed with all kinds of shit. No. Or, 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 sorry, should I say, it'd be easier to grow more organic cannabis in places like Tenerife and in California because of the climate. All right, I, get, I
1: guess, okay, it's, it's definitely very easy to grow outdoor cannabis in Tenerife. Uh, you have the perfect lighting conditions, the perfect temperatures, the, the change in temperature between day and night, the humidity levels, everything's pretty fucking spot on outside there. And the sun's very strong. Uh, but like you, you'd you be surprised how far the cannabis industry has come, even in the, the dark. You know, even in the dark, consumers and, and growers have, have had to be pushed past these chemicals. Most people are growing organic, and if they're not organic, they have a heavy flush. Flush is in the last stages of your your growth you uh you feed the plant only water to really rinse out any of these excess nutrients and and so they can only have the the water remaining in 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 the the veins basically when you when you chop it down so uh like you can flush out the inorganic uh, nutrients that are given but the majority of brands even brands actually the Fantastic. Any, any illegal grower is still going to have to buy branded goods to feed their plants, to, to grow their plants. So, brands are, uh, any of the successful ones are organic, um, especially because the market demands it. It's like veganism you know, you, you demand a certain quality of product. Uh, I don't want this cooked on the same thing as something else was cooked that could be a cross contaminant. You know, uh, it's, it's the same thing. We're, we're you know, a, a lot of people who smoke cannabis now are very mindful. Uh, however maybe not actively but because there's enough of a concern about it, most growers are growing with organics you know? uh, and yeah. then you have the, the foul ones who are the more criminal, less, less passionate, more money minded individuals who, who they, they just want to get the biggest and the fastest and uh, there's ways to do that that are very unhealthy You're know? you even
0: getting them, them kind of people out in Tenerife
1: as well uh yes and no again they don't succeed you know because the the market in tenerife is awake you know that's not that's not ireland or england we're talking about uh, in ireland or england again when you're buying cannabis, it's more situational you don't get to ask what's in it you don't get to ask what type it is it is just this is this this is this this has this name it's this price and that's it you know the it could be anything um which for me is a problem because I can't smoke sativa strains because they, you know, and a lot of them contain limonene. So sativas and limonene are bad for my heart. Limonene widens your blood vessels, You find that in citrus fruits as well. So they, they perform the same. Um, and yeah, sativas, they, they make your heart beat faster. You know, it's, it's a more exhilarating effect. Whereas indica strains, uh, perfect for me. Hybrids, perfect for me. They, they regulate this irregular heart that, that that's an issue, you know?
0: Yeah. Another question I was going to ask, which I've I've always wondered in the uh, in the weed world, so to speak, who comes up with the names of these these different <laughs> these, these different <laughs> these different smokes? <clears throat> California Kush, California. Haze. Someone a lot
1: more whimsical than me, anyway. They should make a, like a really shit name for one, like. Rochdale Blue. <laughs> there's ones with piss in the name and stuff like that. You know, there's, there's some really creative ones out there you know, that, that just don't sound appetizing. Um, in, no, your, uh, in your club, do you name yeah. them? Uh, no. Like, yes, yeah, sometimes we have to because sometimes the grower doesn't know what they've grown. So we have to try and name that to as close as we can relate it to something from our experience with uh, adequate research put in as well. You know, so we'll, we'll, we'll also look online, not at fucking leafly or, 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 you know, unreputable sources, but we will do our research the way we do it to find out what is most similar to the, the effect, the bud formation, you know, the, the smell, the actual profile of the, the plant. And we'll, we'll try and name it something similar to that so that people understand what they're going to get when they get that. Uh, but most of the time it's named, uh, you know, the grower tells you this is what it is and, and that's what it is. And and you just sell it as such, or you don't, you know, you you provide it as such. For yeah. Your members, you know. You ever have um, any um higher profile people coming into your club? Yeah, we had a big Nasty and Ja Hoover in not so long ago, like a couple of months ago. I think the, Nasty's been in a couple of times. He's opening his own club there. Oh, is he really? Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's really it's big. It's beautiful. Like it's. Uh, neons and, and shiny and uh, like we can't wait to visit it it's, it's really going to be a, a great place um, but they do the, the Loud in the Reef as well so they do a big music festival there so they're, they're really trying to promote the music on the island and, and of course the, the, the social club aspect doesn't hurt but uh, yeah, he's going to start bringing some bigger artists over to the island to start performing and uh, how is he as yeah. a fella he seems like a funny bloke <laughs> yeah he's quite chill he's, actually uh, his, his on entourage yeah um there're some really personable guys you know they're they're really great characters, both of them I think one's his manager and one's uh, i'm not sure, but they're 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 really they're really great like and he he's funny like of course, he's a huge personality yeah. um, and you know uh, the, there's no animosity between most of the owners of the clubs or or anything like that, you know it's uh, everything's sweet they're there's a reason. It's cannabis, you know. Yeah. There's no war. There's no need for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. no, <that's laughs> so, happen, um, so I don't think they'd be strangers. Um, we have a very chill vibe in our club. It does, does attract people um, because it's it's something different from the higher profile uh clubs, you know. Yeah. It's a lot more low-key.
0: You mentioned earlier as well, and we spoke about this uh a couple of days ago, you are starting your own podcast, or as you've called it, podcast. The podcast,
1: yeah, the blunt podcast. points. <laughs>
0: blunt points. I do, I do like the uh, the name, the name of that. Are you going to have that going whilst you whilst you when you're back in Tenerife?
1: Yeah, yeah. So actually,
0: it's going to be club based, sorry, so to speak.
1: Well, I I think we're going to have to do it from the club because it's it's the easiest uh, venue to 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 set up a little station for doing it in, but I don't want to be club based. I'd rather it be information based. So, uh, rather than my club, just the information that we have to provide because we have that club. So as I said, we do a lot of processing. So we, we process the, the cannabis plant in many different ways. Like we, have got a foreground rosin press, uh, which is just a, a fancy heat and pressure, uh, method of, of extracting cannabis, which yields very different results the way you do it. Um, because we do all this like we want we want to inform people about this like there's a lot of people who, who waste uh the trim from their cannabis or they wouldn't know what to do with it or they're doing something that could be potentially harmful to them um and and i you know i want to include information like this in 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 the podcast so yeah we use some clips from work like maybe if we're doing a processing or from making some of the, the rick simpson oil the one that they use for cancer um, then of course like uh, I'd, I'd love for that to be in the show because we can show hands on what we're doing uh but really i think we'd like to analyze how different cities different countries uh like we're, we're going we're hoping to speak to a different member of a different city uh for, for a short time on each show just to see what their experience in their city is like with cannabis uh like prices uh quality uh do people care about it you know they're how is the the social aspect in your community regarding cannabis because that's what's interesting because hearing it from Irish and English and and places where it's always been uh, a socially acceptable thing to do for the youth anyway it's it's a uh, you know it's it's one response you're getting but but from different cultures different very different responses you know so it's uh like it's it's it we want to hear about cannabis cannabis economically how it affects different places like as i say california done very well uh, we'll do we'll do a lot on on their model uh, we'll we'll reference Oregon's as well and how not to do it um and again i want to to find a lot of these common you know wrong beliefs about cannabis and and break those down for people to to a logical point so that they don't exist anymore you know uh the aim is to allow people to have the open mind and the, the correct information, you know, we, we have a laugh. Like, I mean, trust me, li- living the life that we've lived, it's uh, there's a lot of fun that goes into this. You know, it's not serious. Uh, yeah. It's not all as serious as, as it sounds, you know? So there, there'll be a lot of that too. And um, of course we need to discuss current events and, and you know, it would be an interesting
0: but, podcast, mate. And I think, I mean, I've learned a lot from today. But, um, literally, I'm a, I'm a novice to the whole, <laughs> the, the, you know, I know bits about cannabis, but you have really, have, you really have enlightened me today. And I think on your podcast, I think you're going to enlighten a lot of people, to, you know, and open their eyes to things that they maybe didn't know, like we said before, yeah. especially like the older generation. So yeah. <clears throat> blunt points on Instagram, what's the, the Instagram handle?
1: Yeah, blunt, blunt points the podcast, underscore to podcast. Pot, P-O-T, yeah? P-O-T, yeah, P-O-T cast. P-O-T. <laughs> and
0: then on YouTube as well, I've seen that, you made, that you've got a channel going there as well.
1: Yeah, it's the exact same. So that's just Blunt Points to podcast, and you can find that in the bio on Instagram. And we will have our first episode up from being home in Ireland uh, and, and uh, discussing heavily what it's been like during lockdown, specifically, in a non-legal country. Uh, and, and the experiences there. So, we, we hope to have that up by next Wednesday. So, if you and tune in, find I'll it. Be, then. I'll
0: be leaving the, the links to the Instagram and links to the YouTube in the description of this podcast. When did you say you're uploading it? Wednesday next week. 27th. So Wednesday next week is going to be the yeah. 27th. I'm not sure when yeah. I'm going to get this episode of the podcast out yet because I've got one more to put in before this. So probably by the time this comes out, yeah, it, it will be. By the time this this podcast comes out, your first episode will be up. So once you finish watching this, go down below, click the <laughs> YouTube link.
1: And watch Byron's
0: World, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, No, and then it will redirect to... To Blunt Point, so you can watch this and you think, "Fucking hell, I've learned a lot from this podcast," and you can just go and carry on with AJ um, over at Blunt Points Podcast.
1: But yeah, thanks so much for the opportunity to be able to talk. No,
0: about honestly, mate, I've I've learned a lot, a hell of a lot, um, and I think a lot of other people as well. So thanks a lot for your time, mate, and uh, I'm going to stay in touch. But if you did like, if you did like yeah. this podcast, podcast i've got podcast on the brain now if you did enjoy this podcast then make sure you hit the like button below hit the subscribe button and more podcasts will be coming soon peace